welcome back to the Beyond the Page podcast. My name is Ardia Eichner, and I am the editor-in-chief of PRISM Arts and Literary Journal. And I am Lauren Miller, the assistant editor of PRISM. And today, you know, I figured that maybe we could talk a little bit about the process of making a PRISM journal. Because as some of you might be aware, PRISM only just this year has switched from a three-per-year to a one-per-year production And so that means that now, during winter term, we are in the process of beginning the selection process and the creation process of the magazine itself, which is super, super exciting. Um, And so, Lauren, I thought today that we could talk a little bit about what making a journal means. Oh, yeah, for sure. Whenever I hear about, like, the production of something, whether it's, like, fashion or farmers, like, producing food and stuff like that, I always love hearing about the production process. So I as well, I'm pretty excited to hear what you have to say about the journal today. Yeah. All right. So I did, um, I was the assistant editor of PRISM last year. So I have helped with the production of two of the um, term-sized journals. And so I know a little bit about what goes into it. So basically what happens is that first we get the submissions from artists from around campus. So that's what happened back in the fall for the annual edition. And then between receiving the submissions and creating the journal, what happens is that the submissions are organized and made anonymous by the editors of the journal. So that means Lauren and I. And then we take those anonymous submissions and show them to basically our review committee of volunteers for PRISM. Um, And so those are not anymore attached to names or titles or anything like that. People look at them um, and we get together and this is what's happening around right now in the timeline is that the volunteer committee gets together and talks about what kind of feeling or vibe we want to have for the journal, basically. Yeah, it's a vibe check for the journal. We look at all the works um, and how they can be put together in a way that gives them like a contiguous idea. Right. And so. Some extent of it has to do with, you know, the volunteers and editors' opinions of the art pieces and literature pieces and stuff like that. And some of it has to do with constructing a broader image for the edition itself, right? Um, And so that does take a lot of thought, um, but basically we get together over the period of a couple evenings, over a couple different weeks for a couple hours, and talk about what we like about different poems and stories and pieces of art and basically have that discussion. And then after we've had those discussions with the volunteer committee, Lauren and I, the editors, go out and make the decisions. And so that's going to happen around the end of January this year. Um, And normally that happens basically as soon as production is beginning. So we make the decisions about what pieces are going to be put in the journal, in what order. Um, We start organizing those things. And this, to me, is for sure the most fun part. So once we sort of have an idea of what kind of style we're going for with the journal, um, Lauren and I put together pieces of artwork that we think will go well together. So that means pairing artwork um, for two-page spreads. That means deciding if certain pieces of art are going to have a series or are going to have their own two-page spread. 
For instance, in past journals, we've had larger pieces of art go across both pages within the fold for basically just the look of that. Other times we pair poems and pieces of art or photography or whatever that we think have things that make them sort of go together. I think it's really fun to do. You find a lot of little things like keywords in a poem or a story that have to do with like color that can pair really well with the piece on the other side of the page. Or sometimes there's imagery that is common between the two pieces of artwork. And the focus is really on pairing ideas without trying to make them go together, right? Because obviously each artist had a fully different image in their mind of what they were going for. And so it's kind of hard to say, like, this image describes this poem because that's not really the place of the editor to say. But yeah, so it's really like a balancing act that I find really satisfying. Um, And so at that point, once those are decided, the organization is beginning to be decided We start working with Orange Media Network's creative team, um, and they do basically a ridiculous amount for us, and they help us a lot with the organization of the words in poems and stories and stuff like that. They help us with, you know, uh, a lot of times if you look in past journals, there will be a theme outside of just the artwork, and so that means stuff like... Um, In the latest edition of Prism, we had like raindrops on every page and there was like a different number of raindrops so that it doesn't just look like a copy pasted, you know, pattern. And they're always different colors um, based on a color scheme, which is selected oftentimes based on the cover or on common colors in um, artwork throughout and selected basically to complement whatever artwork or poem is on that page. Um, So that process goes through the creative team, but they do so much more than that too. They help a lot with like the layout and everything of creating the journal in InDesign on the computer. And then once the whole journal has been created, and this is also involving the, the volunteer team too, we talk to them a lot about selecting a theme for the journal, helping keep it contiguous, and just being hands-on to whatever extent they want to be. And once it is at a point that we're happy with, um, that's when we start working with Oregon Web Press, who does all of our solid printing. And that's going to happen basically at the very end of winter term and beginning of spring term this year, um, is that we're going to start working with Oregon Web Press. We send the files to them, make sure that the color works okay, make sure that everything is transferring the way that we want it to from a digital format to a print format, and then create that journal. And so it's really exciting going into this, and it's a lot different than it has been in past years. A lot of what I've said does apply to past years as well as this year, but our journal this year, since it's annual, is clearly taking a much longer time scale. And in addition, it's going to be a bit of a bigger journal. And so, yeah, there's a lot of exciting stuff that we both have to work with and learn from the leaders of the past and also that we have to figure out and decide what we're going to do with, for instance, the binding of a journal. Like that's Mm -hmm. something that I've never thought about before. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, if 
it's a journal that's only 40 pages, like past years have been, you just use staples, right? Mm -hmm. But if it's going to be a l much bigger than that, then you have to find a different way of binding it because staples are not going to hold and thread is not going to hold and it's not going to lay flat the way that we want it to. And so it's really, really interesting to have to think about all this stuff. Yeah, because if you think about it, anything around 100 pages is, is basically a book. Yeah. Like children's books are basically yeah. done that. Short novels can be in 100 pages and they have like full on like binding strips. And so you mentioning like, oh, yeah, just staple it together. And it's like, yeah, yeah, we've done that in the past. But now that we have a bigger journal, we really do have to think about those sort of things. Yeah. And I think it's really anything above around 50 pages or so is just not going to work with staples. You're absolutely right. That there are a lot of books that big. It's going to be just a book of poetry and art. <laughs> but and so it's, it's really super exciting. fun. Yeah. And there's, and there's a lot more that goes into it than just like, you know, me and you have like the power. Da, 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 da. No, it's more of like, yes, we have a lot of uh, like decisions to make and sort of stuff like that. But we also have the volunteer committee that we work with and a large portion of like the creative team as well. Like it's not just like this bubble encircling us. Like we have to work with Oregon Web Press as oh, well. Yeah. It's a big joint group project, basically. That's what I've realized yeah. that the magazine is. And that's just the behind the scenes, too. Like the behind <laughs> the scenes is you and I and the volunteer committee and our journalism advisors and the creative team creating this book. And then there's also all of the artists who have submitted. And we base so many of our decisions off of what we are given by mm -hmm. those artists. Right. Yeah. And so that, you know, in a sense is also part of the behind the scenes too, right? Like mm -hmm. obviously we couldn't do it without the artists who submit to us and their, you know, voice and their what they have to give us is a huge factor in how the journal ends up being laid out and mm -hmm. being themed and everything. It yeah. is just so much stuff all They basically are the theme. Yeah. <laughs> they basically are the theme. Yeah. And and so often, you know, it's been like the couple of terms that I've worked with Prism in the behind the scenes sense, um, it's been in a big way. Like we select all this artwork that the volunteers like and are moved by and find interesting. And, you know, obviously every piece of artwork is moving and interesting. And honestly, it's so hard. It's I've just found it so hard to, you know, select things mm -hmm. to go in the journal but we start finding common themes right mm -hmm. because these people are in a similar environment you know it's a similar life mm -hmm. on campus in this given season and so it's really interesting to like find all these things that we're liking and are clicking with us and be like wait a minute there's something that keeps these in common mm -hmm. right and that's what we've found in the past terms and been able to name our magazines after, right? Like Rise, Reflect, Return. A lot of the artwork in those journals was sort of emblematic of that general theme. And so it's really, really cool to be able to like put these things together and be like, wow, everything just has so much more in common than you realize. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Well... I enjoyed hearing about that. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a good time. No, it was interesting to hear about basically everything that goes through with it. Yeah. So. And I still have a lot to learn, to be honest, mm -hmm. but it's yeah. that that's what Prism is for. Yeah. At being like the newest assistant editor and that we don't have like a term journal now. It's sort of like, I've never done this before. Yeah. And so it's really interesting to hear about. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be a year long process and it's going to be a lot of learning and it's really exciting. 
Sounds sure. good. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate uh, you guys coming on by. Um, if you're listening to this on iTunes, we have a blog called the Back Matter Blog, and we post every Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah. Follow along on social media, and we'll probably be keeping it updated with a lot of what we're doing with the journal, too, since now we're really in production mode. All righty. Sounds good. Well, thank you for joining me today, Ardia. Yeah, and thank you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.